0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio.
1: And welcome to it indeed, Employment Law Show. Good to have you along in the Wednesday night edition. Lior Sanfiru founding, co-founding partner, Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP. That is the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land that's why you want to reach out and contact for all of your uh, severance woes, for all of your employment law woes. Get some clarity, get some answers, and get the compensation you deserve for sure. Here's how you do that. 1-855-821-5900. Uh, email is lawyer.ca. We will be referring to that hopefully sometime tonight. In between our phone calls, live on air, so bring those on we're just getting started it's what uh, 708 on a wednesday 416-870-6400 is how you do that and if we got time in between all of your wonderful phone calls and questions uh all about mandatory vaccines that will be the topic tonight that is going to spark some conversation for sure but we always start out with a week that was i know you want to uh rip through one of these leor before we get to our uh, first call pal how are you
2: i'm doing great john always uh, great to be here always uh a good time to talk about employment law. There's never a bad time to talk about mm-hmm. employment law. As long as there's jobs, as long as there's work, there's going to be employment law. So if you have a job, employment law matters. Employment law is important. That's why I'm here, to answer your questions, to tell you what you need to know, to, face, to, to help you face that workplace problem with knowledge, with confidence. So if you have an issue at all, now is the time to call us. Let's talk about it. Let's get you some answers so that you walk away. You go to bed tonight feeling better than you did earlier. So by all means, whatever you, the issue is, vaccines. I know a lot of people have questions about vaccines in the workplace. Let's answer them. Maybe you lost your job recently. Maybe you've been put on an unpaid leave of absence. Maybe you feel that someone's mistreating you. Whatever the issue, the problem, or the concern call us right now and let's talk about it. I'll answer the question. I'll give you the information that you need. And of course, you can always reach out to me off air if you want. Uh, We'll give you that contact information throughout the show. But as John said, let's talk about some things that came across my desk. John, first thing I'll mention, uh, I got a call from a a lady who had worked at one of the large hospitals in uh, Toronto in an administrative role, not a union role and she recently uh, was told that because she's not vaccinated she's going to be put on an unpaid uh, leave of absence and she understands that because she works in the hospital there may be different rules so she called me and she wanted to know well you because i'm in the hospital are they allowed to do this so i think i thought it was important to address this issue of hospitals this all comes down to whether or not there's a government mandate that requires the hospital to have her vaccinated. Now, hopefully you've heard in the news over the past number of days, the Ontario government thought long and hard about this issue. They they, they consulted with the hospitals, they consulted with health authorities, they took their time, and at the conclusion of this process, they decided, no, we're not going to impose mandatory vaccines in hospitals. We're just not going to do it. Now, I'm not saying whether they're right or wrong, that's above my pay grade. All I know is that that's what they've decided. Because of that, if, an, if the hospital decides that they're going to, despite what the government said, impose a vaccine, a mandate, they're not doing what the government says they have to, which means if they fire someone or if they suspend someone, that's not actually allowed. That's not a for-cause situation, so they're going to owe compensation. So for this lady... Because she's been put on an unpaid leave of absence, she could choose to treat that as a termination of her employment and get severance. This would be very different if the government imposed a vaccine mandate. In that case, the hospital would not have a choice. But because the hospital does have a choice, that's what the government has said, if she's let go, if she's suspended, she's owed compensation. Same to you. If you work for a hospital or for any other industry where there's no vaccine mandate, and we'll talk more about that later. Ultimately, if you lose your job or are suspended, that is not something that the employer can do without compensation. If you want to get that compensation, talk more, please reach out to me as soon as possible.
1: And that number outside of the hour of the show or during the week, 1-855-821-5900. You have the options as well of pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But always the phone calls, love getting them, love talking to you. And uh, Sherry, thanks for standing by for a few moments. How are you?
3: Thank you. Um, What's going on? So I work for a global company, and all the roles in the company are supposed to be uh, a global role, and my role is not a global role. So last year, I sat in on a presentation for a new support role, and it was very similar to what I was already doing. So I sent an email to my two managers that I reported to at the time and asked them for their meeting to have the roles reviewed. And during several follow-up meetings, I was told that it was being looked into by HR. So finally, in June, I followed up with my HR rep, and they said they hadn't heard anything about the review. And then after follow-up, uh, several follow-up emails, I finally had a meeting with my HR rep in September. And then I provided additional documentation that was requested during the meeting. And when I did it, I asked for timelines regarding the resolution. And I received an email saying that the HR rep was going to work on it. And that was September 27th. Since then, I've sent two follow-up emails requesting for timelines. And I haven't got a response to either of those emails. So I'm basically just being ignored and I don't
2: know what else to do. So the question here ultimately is what the company is legally required to do as opposed to what the company should be doing from a, from a business standpoint. So let, let's talk a bit about that. What, what your employer has to do is to comply with the terms of your employment. So, if, for example, if you'd sign an employment agreement that says that after, I don't know, a year of employment or at some point, they're going to have to go through a review process for the role, they have to do that. And if they don't do that, that could be considered a constructive dismissal. But that's only if that's the term of employment. That's based on the document that you've signed. If that's not in your employment agreement, I agree there should be good business reasons and HR reasons as to why they would go through this review process, but they don't have to legally. They can say, we're not gonna do it, or they can ignore it, and legally speaking, they would have done nothing wrong. So ultimately, Sherry, this comes down to whether or not there's a legal obligation on them, and the only way they can have that obligation is if that review process was part of your employment agreement.
3: Okay. So even if the HR rep said that the, my current role should have been reviewed anyway, they don't, unless it's actually in the employment agreement, I have nothing that I can do, basically?
2: Correct. Yeah, there's no legal requirement, legal obligation to review a role or to make changes to a role. Uh, I mean, again, I understand from an HR standpoint why they should. You know, there may be inefficiencies, there may be things they could do better, but that's an HR thing, not really a legal thing. So there's nothing that you can do to require them other than to follow up and do what you've been doing to show them why it makes sense to do what you're proposing. Uh, but unless it's in your, in your employment agreement, there's nothing you can do to actually force them to do this.
3: Okay. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Sherry. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the time. You have uh, any more things you want to discuss or questions, uh, you can do that. one 821 5900 That would be the number to get a hold of the and his team at the, uh, at the office. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address as well. But as you know, right here, right now, 416-870-6400. Uh, what's the other, uh, other matter you wanted to talk about, pal?
2: Yeah, so I spoke with a gentleman who uh, started a new job a few months ago. Now, when he started the job, he signed an employment agreement that, amongst other things, said that he's going to be on a prob- on probation for six months. So uh, fast forward four months later, so four months into his employment, company says, you know, we have ultimately decided uh, you're not a good fit, so we're going to let you go. You're on probation, so we don't owe you anything, they say, but, you know, we're going to be nice. We're going to offer you one week's pay. So he called me and ultimately wanted to know, am I owed anything? Is this right or wrong? So this is a very important and actually a very common situation. Here's how this works. You cannot really be on probation for more than three months because the only time the employer can conceivably let you go without compensation is only during the first three months of employment. And of course, only if that's what your employment agreement says. After three months, they have to pay severance. So because of that, no matter what, you can't be practically speaking on probation for more than six months. Well, for more than three months, I mean. So this person was let go after four months. He is owed severance. And I assess them actually as being owed three months pay. Yeah, he only worked for th- four months and he is owed three months. That's what happens with short service employees. They get very good severance. So not only uh, does he get pay, he gets paid... Well, three months pay and I wanted to remind everyone here, if you're a short service employee does not mean you don't get severance. Of course you do. In fact you get a substantial amount of severance. And beyond that, if you're if you're on probation for more than three months, it becomes meaningless. If the company lets you go, they're gonna have to pay you full severance. The fact that they said probation for four months, six months, twelve months is not going to change that. So those are very important things to keep in mind
1: want to get Chris in before a uh, quick break. Chris, thanks for standing by. Thanks for calling in. How are you? Oh, pretty
4: good. How are you doing?
1: Good, sir. What's, uh, what's on your mind?
4: Okay. A, uh, I work for a uh, large Fortune 500 multinational company, and in our building, there's about 400 employees, and a coworker of mine who's been with the company also about nine years, the same as me. He uh, just uh, turned 65, and he's a part-timer, we're non-union, and the company cut off his benefits when he turned 65. And I'm just wondering, if do they have the right to do that?
2: So the only way they would have a right to do that, Chris, is if either it was in his employment agreement saying that you're only going to have benefits till 65, or or if it was in their benefits plan document, their policy document saying the benefits, this company only provides it till 65. If one of those things are true, then they can do that. If it's not true, they simply decided we're not gonna do it anymore, then no, it's uh, it's not proper and he can consider that a constructive dismissal. Obviously benefits are a very important part of our compensation, it's an important term of employment, so the employer can't just take it away but if it's in his employment agreement or otherwise in a policy document that he had access to, then they can do that. Does that make sense, Chris? Uh, yeah.
4: So uh, we, I'm turning 65 in a few years. So I, that's why I'm calling on his behalf. So I'm kind of curious about it. Cause I'm going to be in his shoes one day, mm-hmm. but uh, we don't have in our employment contract. Well, we're employees. We don't, we're not contractors. We, it doesn't say anything about uh, benefits and, they've never told him anything well here's our policy and they, you can see you uh, the, you know we're not discriminating this was the the plan from the beginning so would it be uh, would that so if they don't have it in the policy and there's no nothing in our contract is that that you just i think you just said that would be age discrimination
2: well it would be a constructive dismissal yes and potentially age discrimination as well so he would have to decide whether he wants to, to pursue it. Uh, he could get severance depending on the factors. He could easily be owed as much as, you know, 12 months pay. You mentioned he's been there for nine years, 65 years old, uh, and potentially human rights damages as well. So if he wants to connect with me, happy to do that. One thing he needs to understand is that if he continues working with no benefits, at some point, very shortly, he's going to be considered to have accepted this. So he has to act quickly.
1: Chris, appreciate the call. we got to run into a break, though. I'm going to give you the number to reach out. I know you're going to want a further conversation for yourself or your colleague. For sure, that is easy. 1-855-821-5900 would be the way. That's for Leor and his team outside the hour of the show. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address as well. We'll continue. Lines open, of course, for the remainder of the show. 416-870-6400. All about mandatory vaccines. That is coming up after the break right here. Employment Law Show.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show on global news radio
1: and welcome back it is 723 good to have you here for the show tonight yeah 416-870-6400 that is how you call in ask your questions like chris and sherry and callers before them as well so uh, whatever it is bring it on chances are your question is uh is in the head of so many other people wanting that's the same thing right maybe they don't have a phone nearby or they're too bashful so you can make that move 416 870 6,400 in the meantime, all about mandatory vaccines. Like this has not been a busy topic for you, Leor, for the last six months. Not a single phone call, I would imagine. And by none, I not, mean about 400 a day. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, it, it's been absolutely uh, crazy. I mean, it's it's yeah. been – I've never in, in my career received so many questions in such a short period of time about the same topic. Obviously, it's a, it's a very polarizing topic. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we address it. And I want to make it very clear – What we're going to be talking about is is nothing to do with whether the vaccine is good or not. I personally am a supporter of of the vaccine, but you have to understand that the law is nonpartisan, right? The law doesn't really uh, care about opinions. The law is the law, and it applies the same to everyone. So we're going to talk about the law when it comes to mandatory vaccines so that you know what your rights are, what your obligations are. So don't get upset at me if you like what I say or you don't like what I say. I'm just telling you the way it is.
1: First one is, and there's still confusion about this, in Ontario specifically, has the Ford government implemented mandatory vaccines? How does that work?
2: So uh, there's been a lot of talk over the past number of months, and the, the Ford government has said many things about mandatory vaccines. So let's talk about mandatory vaccines in terms of what the government has done. So with respect to employees, as we speak, the Ford government has only implemented mandatory vaccines for long-term care homes, okay? So if... For employees that work in a long-term care home, the government has said, hey, employer, you have to have your employees vaccinated. And if you don't, or if they're not vaccinated, you can't have them work there. So if you work for a long-term care home, your employer doesn't have a choice in the matter. Whether they think you should be vaccinated or not, it's not up to them because they're going to get fined, and they're going to get penalties yeah. if, they, if they allow you to work otherwise. So that's where uh, the, the Ford government has implemented a vaccine. Where they haven't is for other workplaces, including hospitals. They thought, I said earlier on the show, long and hard about whether they should implement vaccines in hospitals. They decided ultimately not to. So right now, the only employer that's required, at least provincially regulated employer, that's required to have a vaccine uh, is those employers in the long-term care home. Not nursing home, sorry, not the retirement homes. Long-term care care homes only.
1: Can your employer let you go if you've not been vaccinated?
2: So this is the kind of the key question, and it comes down to what we were saying earlier. Is there a government mandate? So if you work in a long-term care home and you don't get uh, vaccinated, your employer doesn't have the choice here. That's not up to them. Their hands are tied. So, yes, they can let you go and don't have to pay you anything. For all other uh, employees and employers, if your employer lets you go, remember, you can't stop, physically stop your employer. I get asked often, can my employer let, let me go? Well, you're not proposing that we can actually go in there and put you know, handcuffs on them and prevent them from doing that. So your employer can let you go, but if there is no government mandate, they will have to pay you severance. There could also be human rights damages potentially, but certainly they're going to have to pay you severance. That's going to be considered a without cause termination. So yes, you can be let go. You can. There's no way to stop that. Even if you believe that your employer is doing something wrong, there is no law, there's no court, there's no process that can prevent that from happening. It just becomes a question of compensation.
1: Again as we go through these points uh, feel free to call if you're uh, if you're left scratching your head about these things or unclear 416-870-6400 talking about all about mandatory uh, vaccines a huge topic it's uh, you know it's it's water cooler chatter, really not only on on radio shows for sure can your employer even ask you if you've been vaccinated or should I'm sure some have they just come out and ask but can they can they do that really
2: can they do that legally i guess is is Kind of the yeah. the heart of the question, and there is certainly an argument that an employer does not have a right to demand personal medical information. In the Occupational Health and Safety Act, that says right. that your employer can't penalize you for not giving personal medical information. So, arguably, not. But despite that, let's go back to what I said earlier. It's if your employer does so anyway. So I say no, they're not allowed to, but they do it. Again, that doesn't mean that you can stop it. That does not mean that you can prevent that from happening what that means is you have to make a decision because if you're not going to comply with what your employer says you will lose your job or you'll be suspended that's going to happen unless of course your employer changes their mind but it's gonna happen so ultimately what you have to decide as an employee if you choose not to be vaccinated is what's better for you is it better to do what your employer asks even though you're not happy and continue working or is it better to say no i don't care what you're asking i'm saying no and then you're gonna risk losing your job that's a personal decision ultimately if you choose to say no not to disclose your vaccine status or to tell them i'm not getting vaccinated then yes you're gonna have to get paid severance if you lose your job uh, that severance can be as much as 24 months pay the law is going to consider that john to be a without cause termination that said I know a lot of employers are taking a different view. If you don't uh, vaccinate and we let you go, we'll say that that's a for-cause termination. No, that's not appropriate. That's not how the law works. So If you find yourself in that situation, you have to reach out. You have to give me a call so that we can fix that issue. We can redo the terminations for it to become a without-cause termination, and you can get severance.
1: I bet you've had a ton of phone calls people face with that ultimatum saying, okay, I understand what you're saying, or I can pull the trigger on a constructive dismissal because they've said I have to, and I don't want to so and so forth, but then it becomes a real personal choice. You know, I've been at this gig for 20 years. I love the people. I love the work, but I could get severance and get out of here because I don't want to do what they want to do. I guess that becomes a really hard choice for people to navigate, right?
2: Well, absolutely. And, and, you know, people have to make that choice uh, yeah. uh, for themselves. And, what I've been saying to people time and time again over the past number of months is that you have to be prepared that something that your job will be impacted if you don't do what your employer says. Right. There's, it's, it's very common for individuals to think, well, if my employer is doing something it's not supposed to, clearly I can stop it. Clearly there must be a way. Maybe I can get an injunction. Maybe I can make this all disappear so that I can just continue working like nothing ever happened. No, that's not going to happen. That's not possible. It's not how the law works. So because of that, ultimately, the first thing you have to ask yourself always, what is better for me? Is it better to lose my job and maintain my view on the vaccines? Or am I better off getting the vaccine and keeping the job? I'm not advising you which way to go. I'm not advising you what to do. All I'm saying is that ultimately, if you lose your job, you're going to be owed compensation.
1: Again, uh, still plenty of time, 416-870-6400 to call here, the radio station, and ask your questions. You want to reach out afterwards. There's several different avenues in that regard. Email works just, just fine, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that website built around uh, your inquiries as well. Lots of information there. It's free. It's anonymous, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, but we're talking about mandatory vaccines because it continues to be the biggest talk uh, topic to talk about for sure So, um, you've said, okay, not going to do vaccines, not want one. Now, can your employer demand that you have instead, in lieu of, regular COVID tests if you're not vaccinated? How about that? So,
2: a lot of employers are saying, okay, uh, you have a choice either to get the vaccine or have regular COVID tests. And the question becomes, well, if I say no, I don't want to do these regular COVID tests, what happens? So, first of all, what's going to happen is, yeah, you will lose your job, as as I've been saying. but will you get compensation, will you get severance? In most cases, if you refuse to do regular COVID tests, yes, you will still get severance. Now, the situation where you may not get severance is if your workplace has had some real problems with COVID-19 breakouts and and transmission within the workplace. So in other words, if your workplace masking and social distancing has just not worked, they've tried it, they've done it, people kept getting sick, they've had problems, at that point, that employer has to do something more than that. So it's reasonable, I guess, to expect if you're not going to be vaccinated, have regular COVID tests. So in that situation, if you refuse, that could be a four cause termination, and you're not going to be out anything. But on the other hand, if your workplace has dealt just fine with COVID-19, there hasn't been out- uh, outbreaks either because people have been working from home, or masking as work, social distancing is work. You know, people have been washing their hands. Everything has been fine then it's going to be very difficult for that employer to say, well, now, even though we've been fine, we need you to have, you know, every day or every other day a COVID test. If you're put in that situation and you refuse, again, you may well lose your job, but that's still going to be considered a, without cause termination, severance is going to have to get paid. So keep those uh, situations in mind. In most cases, severance will still be paid.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I know at at first it was like we started hearing, you know, for those who didn't want to vaccinate, okay, fine, can't. It's not mandated in this workplace, and you know, every week you're going to get tested. I've heard as much as every second day, three, four times a week, you got to get tested. It's going to get to the point where they're they're forcing you. You're just going to get tired of every time you walk in, you got to shove something up your nose. I mean, it's it almost seems that way anyway. It's not mandated, but they're kind of they're kind of making it really inconvenient, right?
2: Well, I actually someone contacted me today that saying that their employer is asking for them to be tested daily, every wow. single day. Just just today. And obviously that's going to be a bit much and I think it's going to be very difficult for an, an employer to justify such a stringent a stringent uh, testing requirement. Yeah. So if that employee is let go because they say, yeah, that's just too much. It's not reasonable. I'm not going to be able to do this every day and that employee loses their job or are suspended because of it, yeah, that's going to be a without cost termination every day. If that employer was more reasonable and they said, you know, once a week, you got to do this test, uh, unless there's a a reason, like you were exposed to someone, then yeah, maybe that employer could justify it and that employee would get into trouble if they said no. But daily, yeah, I think that is a bit of an overreach.
1: What happens if you know down the down the line the Ontario government does end up imposing mandatory vaccines, like widespread, right?
2: Yeah, and you look at in the United States, right? They're they're in the process yeah. of doing that right now, and I, depending on what happens with a fourth wave or a fifth wave or twenty seventh wave uh, <laughs> of COVID nineteen, it's quite possible that at some point the government is going to be imposing more stringent stringent vaccine mandates. Uh, they've, they've kind of waffled, they've gone back and forth, and you know what's true today may not be true tomorrow. If the government imposes vaccine mandates, if your employer has no choice in the matter because the government is making them have you vaccinated, at that point, if you don't get the vaccine, you lose your job, you're not going to be owed any compensation. You're not going to be owed any severance. So it comes down to, John, does the government require vaccines? And if they do... For many employees that lose their job, that's going to mean no severance.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, bottom line, either way, I mean, what should someone do if they are faced with an ultimatum? Work, vaccine or not, or out, right? First
2: thing you do is you have to think about not about legalities. Forget about legalities, think practicality. Practicality is this Are you prepared to lose your job? Okay. And because I can't stop that from happening, uh, a court can't stop that from happening. No one can stop that from happening. So if you're prepared to lose your job, fine. The next question you have to ask yourself, is there a mandate? Is there a government mandate? If there isn't, then we have to assess the severance that you're owed. It could be as much as 24 months pay. It could be as little as a couple of weeks. You can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, use our severance calculator tool and find out seconds how much you're owed. It's free and anonymous. So that's what you have to do. Same thing, by the way, if you've been placed on an unpaid leave of absence, you can treat that as a termination. It's a constructive dismissal. So it starts by giving me a call. Let's have a chat about that. Let's make sure we're all on on board. Let's make sure that you're not wrong about a government mandate. You may say, well, sure, is there a a government mandate that applies to me? Well, before you tell anything to your employer, let's have a chat. Call me, email me, and let's have that discussion.
1: That number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred help at employment lawyer dot ca. But still a few minutes to go here, four one six eight seven oh sixty four hundred. Want to get to an email from Travis's uh, Hey Leora, can I be fired after eight months of working at a job after they falsely accused me of something I didn't do?
2: Well, the the, the real question is can he be fired for cause? Because he mm-hmm. can always be fired, he can always be let go, but they would have to pay severance. Now If he's been falsely accused of something, if it is in fact false, by definition, it can never be just cause, right? Because just cause is only something that happens when an employee does something awful, something terrible. So if he didn't do that, and his employer still wants him gone, they're going to have to pay him severance. And even after eight months, he's going to be owed a few months pay. Now, I don't know his age, I don't know exactly the job he's been doing. So I'm going to say he could be owed anywhere from two to six months pay based on those factors. So can he be let go? Yes, he can. But unless he did something terrible, severance has to be paid. So he has to give me a call. I want to find out what he's been accused of. I want to find out what proof, if any, does the company have. And on that basis we can proceed.
1: There you go, Travis. Appreciate that. So you know how to reach out. Uh, let's see. Randy's up next. Says, Guys, my boss told me that I would be fired at the end of the month. I was very upset and told him that I will just be leaving right away. Can I get severance?
2: No, 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 no. Please don't do that. I've I, I seen this happen more times than I, can, I care to remember. So here's how this works. Your employer says, we're, we're letting you go, but not today. We're letting you go in a few weeks. Your last day is going to be whatever the date is. And sure, you may think and you may feel quite reasonably, well, I don't want to continue working until then. You know, I'm kind of like a a, a sitting duck here. Everyone knows I'm going to be let go. It's uncomfortable to show up for work every day. I'm gone today. Forget this. I'm gone. Now pay me my severance. Well, no. Unfortunately, if you leave, if you decide to leave your job before that last day of employment, you're considered to have resigned. And if you've resigned, you're not owed any severance. And this may sound ridiculous, but wait a second, he's not resigning. His employer told him he's being let go. Well, no, his employer gave him notice of termination. So if you've been provided advance notice, you may be owed a significant amount of severance at the end of that notice period. But if you leave before that last day of employment, that's a resignation and you're not going to get paid anything. So you have to keep that in mind, okay? It's very important. Now, you may be able to go to your employer and, and... Make a proposal and say, employer, tell you what, why don't we just call it quits today and and just pay me my severance? And if your employer agrees, that could be fine. But if you decide on your own to leave before the last day, that's a resignation, and you could be walking away from months and months of severance that would be owed to you.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like Randy's, you know, falling into that hole. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want in the record in the archives that I was let like, go. Oh, it's going to look more squeaky clean if I just if I just resign, and that's always the bad move, right?
2: It is always a bad move because first of all, there's no archive, there's no record, there's no vault, there's no spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, none of that exists that that uh, people can call on and see why you're no longer with the company. The only thing that happens if you resign instead of being let go, is that you're walking away from severance. You could be walking away from as much as two years pay. two years. That's a heck of a lot of money. So keep that in mind. There's no reason to resign. If your employer doesn't want you there, let them make the move so that you can get compensated what the law says you should.
1: Let's get Greg in there too. Greg says, guys, my employer is, uh, rather my company is often late in paying me and other employees. Sometimes it can be as much as one week after we're supposed to be paid. This makes life, life very difficult. Is there something I can do?
2: Yeah, I'm sure it makes life difficult because we count on our pay so that we can meet our financial obligations. One of the most important terms of employment Is that you'll get paid on the day you're supposed to the right amount so that you can plan your life around it you know if i know that i worked this amount of hours this week i'm gonna get paid this much on this date so i'm gonna plan my life accordingly so what he this employee can do is he can treat this situation as a constructive dismissal okay and say i don't have to take this you've breached the terms of employment now i'm out of here pay me my severance that's one option the other option is he can also file a complaint with the ministry of labor against his employer and get the Ministry of Labor involved they could potentially fine the employer for messing around with the pay and also order them to do to do better either one is an option uh, he shouldn't have to suffer no one should by not getting paid when he's supposed to get paid
1: I want to get to a call here quickly and that would be uh, that would be Joe hi Joe how are you hey Joe hello, hello. Uh, hey there he is how hi, are you good
4: evening uh, thanks for taking my call
1: sure all right. Need a little more than that, brother. What, uh, what's going on?
4: Yes. Um, it's regarding a um, if an employee tried to reach, it's a unionized company, and they've been trying to reach the union to get more clarification and more uh, help and uh, instructions on what to do with the vaccine mandate for the company. If they're not answering the, his calls and they're not uh, reaching out back to him, can he appeal to a lawyer?
2: Eventually. So, no, a unionized employee can never hire a lawyer to deal with their employer, ever. Uh, it has to be the union. There's no other options. There's no other exceptions. The only thing a unionized employee can do if, if their union is really dropping the ball is they can file a complaint against the union with a labor board. Now, that's a, that's a possibility. It's called a duty of fair representation complaint. But the chances of being successful are very, very, very small. The labor board gives the union a lot of leeway, but that's a possibility. But no, you can never hire a lawyer to deal with your employer if your, your union won't do it.
1: Yeah, that's something we always throw out there every couple shows. That uh, really all the information we give here is for the non-union setting. But uh, having said that, we got through a lot tonight. Thanks for all the emails. We got to uh, call it an evening. We're going to be back on the weekend, of course. And you can still reach out to Leor and his team anytime. The most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land. How do you do it? One eight five five. help at employmentlawyer.ca. And even before that, phone call, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time, Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program.
0: Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.